the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thanks for tuning in. Go to Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to have be on live on Facebook, but text somebody, tell somebody to listen to our show. Somebody needs to learn and grow. I want to be your mentor. Let's take it to the Lord first thing, dear Heavenly Father. Let the show be wise to the wise people and let them learn. Let them go by Proverbs 1.5. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. But let the Holy Spirit roll through me and just go and teach everybody exactly what they need to do to help them to be in control of their purchases. Think about it, pray about it, and be prepared for a battle for their finances because you give them the money, but let's not waste it. And I ask this all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, uh, San Antonio, lots of stuff. I mean, I've got so many stories every week that I could give you all. And also, uh, there's open lines today. We're going to give you stories. We're going to... Open the lines up, answer any questions you've got. There's no dumb questions. 210-340-9585. Today, 210-340-9585. And also, the show's going to be replayed on 1160 AM radio at 1 p.m. I hope you get a chance to tell somebody to listen. Or if you want to listen to it again, put it on 1160 Freedom at 1 p.m. Uh, give us a call, 210-340-9585, and I'm going to give out my mobile number toward the end of this first half of the show and the second half of the show. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Danny Jennings and uh, Donnie Montgomery. They're doing an auction down in Odom, Texas today. I wish I could have made it, but I've got so much going on and so many things I had to uh, I bought a car this morning before the radio show. I met some people here at McAllister Building underneath there. I met them at 745, looked at it, and bought the. Uh, we're making a deal on the vehicle. I've got a camper to look at, got a motorhome to look at. I just got so much going on today, and then I'm still working on my house out at the lake. Man, we got through with the uh, putting the main line into the septic tank. That was a disaster, but we got it fixed to... I, I just got a lot of stuff going on in my life, so thank you for tuning in. I hope today's show gives you some kind of idea of what's going on. Good dealers, good owners, good managers sometimes don't know what's going on with their salespeople. I've got a great body shop. you got to call me to find out where it is and who it is. Uh, that I've got always got three or four cars over there because I, the guy's honest. I'm going to tell you how honest this body shop is in a minute. But this guy's honest and a great guy and a great body shop guy, and he's fair. Anyway, so this lady shows up at the body shop I use. He said, Randy, you need to talk to this lady. He calls me. We get her her on the phone, say, all right, what's the deal? said, well, I just bought a brand new, and I'm not going to tell you the dealership or the vehicle. I just bought a high-dollar, $50,000 nice car, brand new. (laughs) And it's black. Well, I didn't want a black car. I don't. It's too hot in Texas. I don't have time to keep it clean. And I—that's a popular color in Texas. Everybody loves black units, you know, especially on high-dollar specialty units, high-dollar, you know, luxury units. And but she didn't want black. She wanted a light color. So the salesperson sells her the black one, and the salesperson tells her, "No problem." Just take it to body shop, spend you fifteen hundred, two thousand, and get you a paint job and paint it the exact color you want. Well, that sure sounds good, but somebody don't know any better. You're painting a fifty thousand dollar car a color change. 
You just lost $5,000 when you do that. It's a total disaster, I'm telling you. Good morning, Roy and uh, Greg. And so, you know, she's going to make a color change, and it, to get a good paint job nowadays, it's four, five, six thousand $6,000. It's not $1,500, $2,000, because let me tell you something, them $1,500 jobs and $2,000 jobs, they're going to look like crap in no time at all, I'm telling you. Paint may fall off. We're going down the road, it may peel off. Who knows? But it's not the good job. Now, how can a salesperson lie to this customer, put this customer together? Why didn't he get her a light-colored car? Sounds like the lady would take any light-colored car. She just didn't want black. But, oh, no. Now, hold it. This is a great dealership. I know the dealership. I know the owner. I know the managers. Why would they allow this to happen? Well, I don't think the owner knows. I don't think the managers know. I don't know the other partner. But... The salesperson, desperate people do desperate things. Maybe the sales need a big sale. What is he going to do? He'll do anything to get his name on the board, to get that count, to make that money. And knowing this deal, the way it's going down, he probably made a big lick on this lady. And, it, you know, because why? Because he was going to do anything to sell her. Anything. It doesn't matter to him. Because he, he was going to lie to her and walk off. And then they were going to collect. She wrote a check for this car, $50,000 check. Desperate dealers do desperate things, but I really don't believe. And this is a good dealership, a good reputation, and I send people there. But sometimes I'm beginning to wonder if there's any good ones left. Remember, that I keep telling you about the guy that spends a half a million a month on advertisement on the radio says all retailers are liars. Now, I don't think that's true, but let me tell you something. Uh, hello, Max. A small percentage, just a small percentage of dealers will tell you the truth. I want to be there. I want to be a mentor. I want to give you an even playing field. I want you to understand that you can walk into a dealership, and they'll say anything and do anything to sell you, just like this poor lady. Now, she would have painted this black car. He talked her out of it. I'm talking her out of it. She needs to go back and do something and let this dealership. I think if she talks to the right people, they'll they'll treat her right and change her. Because she just had the car a couple of days. She's wanting to get it painted. But let me tell you something. A high-dollar car, you change the color and you want to get rid of it shortly. What about if she's in an accident somebody hits her? Well, the insurance company's going to beat her up. They're going to tell her it's a color change. That car wasn't worth nothing. And, and it hurts big time. I'm telling you. I remember a high-dollar Lexus uh, being traded in not long ago, and the guy changed the color on it. And what happened there? Nobody wanted the car. Number one, the paint job was okay, but not exactly right. And the door jams, you could tell they've been painted. I mean, you know, you can destroy a car by making a wrong decision. Now, next thing happens, I mean, I talk, this happens, all, I get so many calls every day. People selling me cars. Like I said, I bought one this morning before the radio show. Bought a bunch of them this week from radio listeners. People that want an honest, fair figure on their vehicle. And go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com. Describe your car, and I'll make you an offer on your car. I want to buy your vehicle. The good, the bad, and the ugly don't matter what it is. Um, We bought bought it. I tell you, we're going to tell the story right now. A guy takes, he has an explorer. He takes it to a, a, a transmission shop. I think it's a good one. I've heard a good, re- and it's got good reviews. Now, I wonder if you've got bad reviews, if there's a company, and I think there is, that takes the bad reviews off of your website so you keep all the good ones and you get rid of the bad ones. Well, evidently, they this guy got charged 2700 for a transmission. I can get done uh, cheaper, but... They didn't do it right. It had a lot of slack from park to reverse, reversed and drive. That's not right in this transmission. It's not going to last for a long time. I'm not sure they didn't go to the junkyard and buy a transmission, wash it, clean it, paint it, and put it in the vehicle because he had a lot of slack. Well, they charged him a lot of money. They charged him. Uh, it took a, over a month to get it fixed. And then they tell him that's the best they can do. Uh, he's going to have to take it that away. And they already had his money. You know, desperate transmission guys do desperate things. I don't know. But you've got to stay firm with these people. 
You know, I guess we have to have everything in writing. Who do we trust anymore? You know, and we don't put that in writing when we're talking to these salespeople. You know, I would have had, that lady should have had everything in writing what he was having to say. She could take it to the managers or the owners and say, hey, this is what he told me. He didn't tell me the truth, the whole thing. He just missed, led me down the wrong road and I bought the car and I spent $50,000 and now I've got to spend four or 5000 to change the color and now it's going to kill the value. So this is going to cost me $10,000. And then the loss of the value driving off the show. Now we're at $15,000. And then in two years, we got another ten. Now we're at $25,000. How much money can you lose on a vehicle that, you know, you save? She saved all her money. She worked hard, saved her money so she could pay cash. And then she gets into a squirrely little salesperson that convinces her that, you know, she can do a color change on it. Well, Transmission guy. I ended up buying a car with a transmission with a lot of slap, uh, slack in it. I don't know. I know where to sell it. I haven't sold it yet, but I know where to sell it. See, but I get people calling me constantly and coming by all the time. Hello, Connie. And all all of it. And, you know, the, the problems they have and the dealership's selling them and the dealership's selling you on a payment. You know, you step out the door and that's the first thing they do. They hit you. Hey, it's like the it's the great negotiation. Can you handle seven hundred a month? No, there ain't no way. What can you handle? You, they want you committed. They want you committed in the mind. What controls your mind? And that's that's the key. But you know, uh, here we here we go again. Uh, new new magazine out. Let me show it to everybody. I think it's correct this time. New magazine out. Uh, uh Consumer, the editor defunks a myth about Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. See, that's the Protection Bureau that's supposed to protect the public against car dealers, against lies about cheating and everything else. And that they're a waste of time. National Car Dealers Association is a chicken hawk watching the chicken house. Yeah, the hen house. So, I mean, you know, they let the national... Automobile Dealers Association run everything, run the policing, run it, oversee everything, bring in the ideas, bring in the new laws. Uh, how can we, how can we be fair? How can we tell the truth? You know. And then we've got another the the to extend which auto dealers are self monitoring. They're self monitoring themselves. They're policing themselves. It says right here, here in the magazine. Right there. So they're self-monitoring themselves for fair lending issues for compliance with the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. That's ECOA is also known. So Car Dealers Association is policing themselves. Hello, Randy. Policing themselves to take care of the public. Take care of your money. Take care of your budget. Take care of everything they can. Now, part of that act has just come on because the lenders got fined. They took the brunt. They took the fine. They took the violation. They took the hit for car dealers. Now, what was the deal? Because the car dealers, the lenders got tied up with the car dealers, and the car dealers were making loans to people of color and charging them more interest because they were people of color. And so the banks, one bank in in, uh, Ohio took a $30 million hit. They had to pay it for their car dealers, charging too much for people of color. That's why you need to go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. That's why you need to go to ftc.org and look at your credit. Clean it up. Look at it. Go talk to your bank. Get the credit, the best interest you can get. Because if not, you're going to walk in these dealerships I've talked to I've talked to so many people that buy from these big box stores, the big used car lots, and they're they go online and let's make it convenient. Oh yeah, these are these are big multi million dollar operations. Cost a million or two million a month to open the door. So they've got to be good because they're spending all these money. This is billionaires making money. This is billionaires after your money. You think you you think there's not a cash cow? You're the, the lots are a cash cow. 
But so many of them go online because it's convenient, fill out everything, and guess what? Pop! 18, 20% interest. And they deserve 3 or 4%. But no, it's convenient. See, I, I want to buy from that bubblegum machine because it's convenient. I want to buy from these big independent uh, because of presentation. Right now, we're getting a lot of articles from emails teaching us presentation, how we present ourselves, how we present our lot, how we present our car, because presentation means so much to you. You think these people are buying from some of these new independent used car lots? Because the presentation triggers their mind. It's convenient. They're new. They need the business. They must be trying harder. You know, they just spent $50 million on a building and a lot and, a, and everything and getting set up. So they must be all right. Well, I got news for you. I love them because they fight for my cars. I buy a car, no problem. Take it to the auction. Let all the independents, all the new car dealers fight for my cars. That's where I make my living now. I can sell at the auctions for what I sell off the lot. But, you know, we know where to sell the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the good is not enough around. Let me tell you, if you've got a low miles, nice car, don't give it away. If you give it to a new, you need to know exactly what it's worth and get top dollar wholesale or trade in for it. Now, if you want to sell it yourself, now there's some issues there, but if you want to sell it yourself, make sure that you've got it, you know, in a safe place that you sell it and make sure you know what it's worth. I had a gentleman call me. He said, I want to sell my car. He said, I got my neighbor wanting to buy it. What will you give for it if he don't buy it? So I gave him a figure, and I also told him, I said, now, listen, I'll give 16000 for your vehicle, but you need to ask him eighteen or eighteen five, because that's fair market on this vehicle. I'm going to make a little money, so, you know, yes, ask eighteen eighteen five. Well, the neighbor gave the eighteen five. He knew the guy, knew the car, he wanted the car, and the, and the uh, gentleman got the money for the vehicle. Uh that's what you've got to understand. What is it worth today, and what can it, what should it bring? And so the neighbor and the guy was was happy about it, but you know he didn't know exactly what to ask for it. He didn't know what to do with it, and he had a backup plan for me. Bought a '56 Ford pickup yesterday, a F600 runs, drives doesn't stop very good, but it's a cool unit. Gentleman's needs to move having some health issues. Uh, so I'll buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. But, you know, here's a gentleman said, I said, you know, with your issues, you're a single dad, you've got your five-year-old son with you, let me, you know, give you an offer, and I'll let you try to sell it till next Tuesday or Wednesday. He said, no, Randy, you're making me an offer. We're going to make a deal. And, you know, I said, well, I can't pay till Monday morning because this was late yesterday afternoon. So he listens to my show. He's probably listening right now. So we made a deal, and he's getting his money Monday morning early. And then he's got some stuff. It's got a big box on back of this truck. It's a cool truck. But anyway, got to get all the stuff out of it. So I'm going to pick it up Wednesday or Thursday. And then he's leaving town Friday. He's going to Florida to help his, his parents. So, you know, a deal's a deal. But you got to know what you're dealing with come to find out he said randy i've been trying to sell this thing nobody seems wanting to buy it nobody wants to fix the brakes you know and it doesn't fit everybody but it's a cool unit for me and i know where to sell it uh i know where to sell that explorer with a transmission funky um just bought a ford diesel with a bad diesel motor bought a a ford diesel with a bad uh injection system the fuel system got contaminated you know, dealers call me on stuff they're scared of. They, dealers call me. These new car dealers still call me. You know, it, here I am telling the truth about the business, and they still use me because they know I know where to sell certain stuff. Uh, we had a, uh, we're working with a company. I'm working on right now 318 trucks. I've got a deal working at at the moment on 318 trucks. If the figures come right, we're buying all 318. But you know, we buy. We buy, I'll buy anything. But you got to know what it's worth. What are you driving? What is it worth? Not what you owe on it 
You know, if you make the right decision, you'll be in the right position. But if you let pride, greed, and selfishness and emotions buy, you may back pocket national may not be able to afford what you're going to buy. We're going to talk second half also on this show. Hello, Jim and Blaine uh, and Randy. Uh, we're going to talk about Second Peter two seventeen. So you know, you got to be prepared. <laughs> You know, owners own these dealerships, and a lot of them are billionaires. And I mean, you know, a lot of these dealerships are worth $100 million right now, and some of them maybe $200 million. I mean, the right dealership probably worth $200 million in, in today's market. So these billionaires own these dealerships. Now, here's a question. If I don't know what my F&I guy is doing or saying, if I don't know what my salesmen are doing or saying, and I turn it over to them – Am I in the wrong? I think every owner knows what's going on. Now, the good owners will get rid of those guys that are lying. But some of these guys say, you know, these billionaires that are sitting up in Nebraska or or, uh, or Penske's, well, I don't know, Penske, I don't know where he, I think he's out of Florida. you got you got about eight major groups that own a whole lot of, but see, these big owners, do they don't know? what the F&I people are saying or doing? Do they don't know what the manager's saying or doing? Or do they don't know? See, that that's the key. That salesperson that put that little la- that lady together, you know, maybe the I know the owner, and I know he wouldn't go for it. I know the manager, he wouldn't go for it. So this salesman's out there on his own. How, how you know, the problem is the truth will rise. So now it's going to come back to the, it's going to come back to the managers and the owners one day, somehow, some way. This lady's going to get tired of running around these body shops and then pricing it four, five, six, seven thousand dollars to paint her car and make it a color change. So, but is it okay that my salesman lies and cheats a customer as long as I don't know about it? And when when do I find out about it? And what do I do about it when I find out? You know. Have we lost respect for customers? Have we lost respect for people? Can't we tell the truth and still do business? Is that what you want? You know, we're going this Bible verse I've got pertains to today, but I may be teaching on this for a month. I'm telling you, there's so much in that group of scriptures that pertain to today and the darkness of today and what we're thinking about. And when money is your God, do you ever have enough? When money's your God, will you say anything to get it? Do anything to get it? Does it matter when you're, you know, do, do we study people's emotions and see what it, it takes to sell them and not care about them, not respect them? Do we, and sales, hey, the dealerships have got the best deal. Let's sell it. Let's collect the money. You know, I, I talked about an article last week or uh, two weeks ago, about how dealers falsify credit reports and incomes and all kinds of stuff in order to get somebody bought, and then they collect the money and they walk off. They're they're free, just like the people that we were talking about a while ago, sell people and, and charge them more for their their color. And they proved this, the government proved this, and they're starting to find these banks. There's another one's up in Boston, and there's some in New York. They're, they're finding those, those banks. And the dealers are the one that do it. Hey, the banks never see what color the guy is. The banks never see the person. All they do is lend the money out. The, the dealers make the deal. They send the deal to the bank. They collect their money, and their hands are free. And the, and the banks have to take the violation, take the hit. Pay the fines. Where where does this get out? When do we get out of balance on this? When when it is you know, I was taught in nineteen sixty three, if your word's no good, you're no good. I try I try my best to keep my word if I tell somebody and if I can't if I'm not positive I can't keep it, I'll let them know. You know, I'm gonna try my best, but I'm not sure I can get this handled or I'm not sure I can do this deal, you know. And they want the problem with with dealerships nowadays, and that's all of them across the board. They want the customer to tell the truth, but are they telling the truth? Oh, man, I've heard these dealerships just blow up when somebody lies to them or don't tell them all about it, or they trade for one, they get bold, and they'll trade for one sight unseen. It comes in, and it's a total wreck. 
oh, man, we're going to get on this customer. We're mad at this customer. Well, it, it happens every day. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Listen to me. Hey, go to my website. See when I've got other shows on. I got one on at 3.30 this afternoon. Different show from here. Of course, this show is going to be replayed 1160 a.m. radio at 1 p.m. Uh, if you like my show, tell 20 people I want to buy their vehicle. They don't matter the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, I bought a 56 Ford truck, like I said yesterday afternoon at 6 o'clock. Um, just bought a Mini Cooper convertible. Uh, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I'm not real big fan on Mini Cooper, but somebody else will buy it, I hope. And so, you know, give me a call. Hey, if you like this show, tell 20 people to listen to my show. Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Hey, and my phone number is 830, and I'm going to give it out a couple more times, 708-4789. Give me a call. 95% of my business is answering questions, giving you options, helping you out, telling you the truth about the business. God bless you, San Antonio. Hey, 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother or father. Our spouse, I was talking to the guy that was helping me doing my septic line. Hey, there's so many people out there with addictions Hello, we need I'm to Andy help. Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Heard right here at 630, the word, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in the car business. You need any questions answered, give me a call, 830-708-4789. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Hello, this Hello, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. We're on Facebook Live, Randy Adams. Give us a call here at 210 340 9585 S210 340-9585. No dumb questions. It's amazing how many times that we do have a caller to call in. I get calls the rest of the week. You know, they, they got the same kind of situation I got, but this is different or this is different. And I go ahead and answer whatever they need, the best options that they can have, and, and, and try to get them focused on the right track. Of where they're going, but go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Describe your car. Uh, I'll make an offer on the car. Uh, go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. See the easy process of what you need to do uh, to be prepared for a battle. It's a battle after all your available cash. Well, I mean, I love Randolph Brooks, I think they're one of the best credit unions around. They've got a lot of great um, options with the, what they do. And anyway, they know that there's not going to be any money left at the end of the month. So they give you an extra 30 days to get caught up after walking out of that car dealership because they know that they're going to take every available dollar they can get. And so they give you an extra 30 days. Well, that's that makes sense. But probably needs 60 or 90 days after some of these deals. You know, if if they're average, hello Joe. If they're average uh, advertising that they do these great, unbelievable deals, if it's too good to be true, it's probably in. I got called on a group of eighty trucks. Oh man, this guy that called me wanted to partner up with me. Oh man, this is the greatest deal he had heard, and this, that, and the other. I said, Terry, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Well, I got news for you, it is too good to be true. It's not that way. We went from 50,000-mile vehicles to 150 to 200. Well, that makes a big difference in the money value of what we were looking at. So, you know, if it looks too good to be true, if you hate your car, you hate your payment, you hate this, you hate that, you're going to really be in bad shape, and it don't sound that bad for the first six months or a year. But then you look up and you owe another seven, eight years of payment that you're paying back you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars for a twenty, twenty-five thousand dollar car. I've seen some deals lately. I'm telling you that people spend, you know, double or triple what they need to on a vehicle. You know, Second Peter two seventeen says these people are springs without water. What does that mean? Springs are they're talking, they're flowing. Springs in the Bible is talking about flowing the word of God. But they're these people. And a lot of them will claim to be Christians, are not Christians. Well, it, well, I guess they are, but they're not telling the truth. Are they a Christian on Sunday and not the rest of the week? Are they trying to live by it? 
What are you telling the truth? How do you respect people? How do you treat people? But all no, see, salesmen, they want, when they buy something, they want the owner, they want the best deal, they want free warranty, they want the best product, they want everything their way. But when they're selling, they don't want you to have anything your way. It, this is not Burger King. You're not going to get it your way. I've heard that said at a caller dealership. This is not Burger King. We're going to do it our way, not your way. This is the way we're going to get you financed. This is the way we're going to get you sold. This is the way, you know. And so they control you, control your mind, control the deal. But, oh, when they're buying something, they're not going for none of that. No, it's going to be my way, and that's how it's going to be handled. So these people are springs without water, mist driven by a storm. That's mists driven by a storm? Well, they float around. The storm is the big money in the business. Is a storm as the managers on their case, and the managers have got the owners on their case, and the overhead is growing every day. It's the big elephant in the room. Let me tell you something. As many hailstorms as we've had, and dealers make a lot of money on hailstorms. They love hailstorms. I was talking to a new car dealer that got hit not long ago. That was the best month they've ever had. Why? Because guess what? They collect ten, twelve, fifteen thousand on the cars, and they'll knock two to five thousand off it. So they make ten thousand. And you know, and, and so their bad misfortune, they push it off on you. And so now you're driving a hell damaged car that you can't collect hell on, number one. And number two, if you decide to get rid of it in the near future, wham. It's a big loss. And if it gets hit by somebody else and towed out with the hail damage, they're going to beat you up and cut you again. You're going to need gap. Let me tell you something. You buy a hail damage car, buy gap. But find out from your credit union if they sell gap. Find out from your home homeowner's insurance sometimes sell gap. There's a lot of gap out there, and that's what you need to look at. Because I got news for you, if something happens, you're going to owe way too much on it, unless you pay cash, on that vehicle that's got hell damage. They make a lot of money. So hell damage is going to go up. The The premiums are going to go up. We're going to be paying. Hey, I'm not going to put hell damage on, on my insurance policy anymore. I'm not going to be able to afford it due to these other guys that make a lot of money on it. There was a Mitsubishi dealer in this town that collected 15000 per unit. And they sold their, they sold three hundred Mitsubishi's, knocking off two and three thousand. They made twelve to fifteen thousand time they got through on the, all these Mitsubishi's, and that was on three hundred of them. But the problem is the people didn't like the car. They bought ill-equipped cars. They bought small cars. They needed bigger cars. They just needed to get in the car, and it, now they can't get rid of them. Most of them owe twenty twenty five thousand on a five thousand dollar car, and nobody wanting it. What do you do then? How do you work out of this trap? Is this a trap that you got yourself in? Oh, man, these dealerships, they're promoting, they're making great deals, and they're saving you a lot of money, and they'll put you in this car. Well, you you got to pray about it. you got to study about it. you got to get your head about it and make sure you're making the right, right purchases on your next car. Misdriven by the storm. The storm is the big business, big money, and the money drives this business. Blackest, darkest is reserved for them. Well, they keep themselves in a frame of mind that they've got to make more money. They've got to put people together. They've got to be able to push buttons. They've got to do whatever it takes to put the deal together. And so just like that salesperson that sold that lady that $50,000 car and told her to go get it painted, he's his mind doesn't, it doesn't matter what he says or does in his mind. He's in the right. He's always in the right. Pride will keep you in the right. Pride will tell you you're right all the time. And that's the number one greed in car business is pride. Greed falls in there somewhere. But pride, we're never wrong. We always got the right answer. I don't matter what you say, what you do, we've got the answer for it. We're trained to have the answer. We see it every day. We're in it every day. We're in we're in meetings every day. What did they say? What did you say? How do you handle this? What's the proper way of doing it? 
these these uh, these these meetings create create a war between salespeople of trying to be better than him, outselling him. What is he doing? I'm doing different. What? How do I need to change? How do I make it better? I've learned from his mistakes. Now, I don't want to make those same mistakes. I want to say the right thing. I want to tell the person the right thing. I want to answer the right question. F&I departments, they're carrying the big load until there's the other new things start to fall in place. But F&I departments, what... Uh, what comes from there? They're training to make more money. They are out to make all the money in the F&I department to carry the load in the dealerships. The owners know that. The managers know that. F&I people know that. That's where they're making the money. Due to the Internet, due to the change in the business, due to the shop the world, get the best price. Uh, gentlemen, I'm helping. Great guy, good Christian guy. Uh Bought one of his vehicles. The other vehicle got wrecked in total, and he bought. We we studied the situation, and he decided to buy a new Camry. And I helped him get a new Camry. Uh, and but he got to shopping, and he said, "How can this one dealership sell the same car for three thousand cheaper?" I said, "Well, there's a gimmick. There's got to be a way. All dealers pay the same money. All dealers pay the same transportation." So it's an even playing field. Hello, Mark. It's an even playing field for everybody. So, I mean, the Toyota dealers in San Antonio pay the same money as New York, California, everywhere around. So there's no advantage of it. So he says, now, how can they? I said, they're doing something. There's got to be a way. There's no way that they can sell one 3000 cheaper. And he said, well, there's got, you know, I said, okay. They've got zero interest on Camrys, right? Yep. R2000 back, right? I got a feeling that they're taking the 2000 off the price because you told them you wanted zero interest rate. They want you inside the door. Once you get inside that door, then they're going to go to work on you. They're going to tell you, well, you can't have both. Now, we're going to put the 2000 back in if you want zero. But they want you in that door. They want you to get in the dealership. They want you to sit down in the hot seat. They want to get you convinced you're buying it. They want you to convince that they're cheaper than everybody else. But time he went over there, time he found out the 2000 and the other stuff that he was going to have to finance with them, and buy extended warranty, buy the gap, buy the protection plans, buy the tire and wheel, the, the choke and croak, everything. They've got names for everything there. They're going to sell you every, everything, the extended warranty for 5000 profit. Uh you know, it all fit in. And so the original price that we got him first was the best price. And he got his zero interest rate. That's what he wanted. So, hey, if it looks too good to be true, there's always a gimmick because they pay the same money. So I explained to him so his eyes were open. He understood what they were going to try to do. So when he got over there, they did it. They did exactly what they, I told him he would do. So he walked out, went over and talked to the other dealership. Everything was up front. It was the truth. And he got, got, he bought it. He got sold on it. And he got what he wanted, and he understood what we were doing. We were looking at a plan for him to buy exactly what he wanted for the next seven, eight, ten years. He's looking at the future. He's looking at what he can do. He just went through a divorce, but he know he knew that he needed a car that would last him Seven to ten years. This situation fits his 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 lifestyle, his life, his budget. You know, he made all the right choices. But th- that's but he's been listening to my show for years, and you know, l- this business changes. There's new deals coming out. I've told you about the service departments. The service departments are coming out, and they're unbelievable how they're selling you on fear. They're going to sell you that your car is about to break. You know. Y'all promised me when you sold me this car, Bubba, that it was going to last to 300,000 miles, and now at 50,000, you're telling me I'm going to spend a bunch of money? The salesperson told me this was a great car, and you never have any problems with it. And now you're telling me I'm going to have problems at 50,000 miles, 60,000 miles, 70,000 miles? You know, 
we change our stories every day? It depends on if you're pitching or catching. That's the problem. You know, who, what side of this deal are you on? What side do you want to be on? It's amazing to me that, you know, we're going to say this car is going to be the greatest thing you've ever had for years and years and years. And then now, all of a sudden, I've got to spend all this money and there's all kinds of problems and, and you're putting this fear in my, but so I'll buy a new one. Who's training those people? The dealerships are training the service department. The dealerships are coming out with the new classes. And the manufacturers are pushing it even more. Why? Because, you know, here we got all these people coming to America. Oh, yeah, come to America. Someday I'll give you my my plan on what how we should handle all of this. And everybody I mentioned to loves it. But, you know, what we should do with the people coming in the country, number one, it needs to be legal. Number two, we need to track them. Number three, if they're a problem, we need to send them on an airplane back. However we need to do, I mean, with the uh, officer or not. So, but we have all these people coming in, and we so, they're expecting to sell, tw- you know, we sold 17 million new cars seven, eight years ago. And now they're pushing to get to 17 million. And we have all these people and more drivers coming in, more people living longer. And we're not selling enough new cars. Maybe we priced it out of the market. Maybe they're too high. Maybe we can't afford them. Maybe we got the millenniums who's sick of their parents owing too much money, paying on cars for 30 years, and at the end of 30 years, they still owe 10000 too much and nothing to show for it. You know, millenniums are sick of this deal. They see their parents are stressed out. They see their parents in trouble. They see their parents jumping from vehicle to vehicle, trading every two or three years and adding that debt more and more. You've got to, you've got to understand what you can afford. You've got to understand what fits your needs and your lifestyle and your family before you get in this trap and worry about making that payment. You know, the payment's not too high. They come too often and forever. I've seen so many 84-month notes, it makes you want to throw up. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and we sign a note for 84 months? You know, know know exactly what you're doing. Pray about it. Study about it. A little effort saves you a little money. A lot of effort saves you big money. But nobody wants to tell you the truth. What has happened to the truth? What has happened to respect? Where are we going with with all of this? Money is taking over the car business due to cost, due to overhead. I got 21 reasons why I'm a better buyer than most dealers. Number one, all my cars are paid for. My car lot's paid for. I'm a blessed man. I know where to sell everything. I know where to direct it. I know where to go with cars with accident reports and what they're worth. I know what bad motor cars are worth. I bought an Avalanche the other day with a bad motor. Fixed it and sold it, knew where to go, what to do, how to handle it, and it's gone. I buy lots of bad transmission vehicles. We buy wrecks. We buy real nice cars. Bought off of a a gentleman Monday morning, bought a a Nissan Rogue with him, for him. You know, and the Nissan's dealers didn't want to give enough. Uh, CarMax didn't want to give enough. Uh, Carvana didn't want to give enough. Echo Park didn't want to give enough. But I sold it for more than what they would give because I know where to sell it, and my reputation's good. Right now, I need company trucks to go to Florida. There's a lot of business down there due to the, to the hurricane, the last hurricane. I deal with a guy. I've shipped him a lot of trucks. I need three-quarter ton trucks. I need regular cab trucks. So if you got a company and you need to get rid of some trucks, I've got them. Also, I've got uh, 18 GMC long bed regular cab V8s. With under twenty thousand miles, for uh, twenty two five, if you want one of those, also cargo vans, brand new cargo vans thirty seven thirty eight thousand dollars. We're selling cargo vans eighteens under twenty thousand miles for twenty four five. If you need cargo van, we got passenger vans available. I got all kinds of stuff available. I got the connections. We're glad to sell you one. Sell a, a, a electric company here in town that. Big electric company and they, they uh, electrical and so they buy regular cab long beds from me with low miles. They love them and I love doing business with them. So give us a call now if you got something to sell. Give me a call eight three zero seven zero eight 
It's 830-708-4789. Hello, Randy. How you doing? And so, uh, Jeff, Blaine's back on. So be prepared to buy what you can afford. We want dealers to make money. they got to make money to stay in business. We just don't want you to get ripped off. And there's some dealerships out there that will rip you off. Yes, you need protection. Yes, you need to know. But you need to know what your interest rate is. Make sure you're getting the best interest rate. Know how much of extended warranty you can pay for or what it'll work or what it'll cover. Know what the insurance bill is going to be. A lot of people buy GT Mustangs, and it seems like to me the insurance company gives them a great rate for six months. And it seems like every time they get through that great rate, wow, the next six months, it's doubled or tripled. And then they can't afford the insurance and the payment. Oh, by the way, if you want a 16 yellow Mustang GT with, with 1,200 miles, i got a gentleman trying to sell me one of those. Yellow GT 5-speed. He bought it brand new. He just never drives it. I'm not sure he can drive a standard, or he's not very good anyway. But anyway, this car's brand new. A yellow GT Mustang I'm trying to buy. We're a little off. He wants a little more than I want to give. But I'm working with him, and we're not done. So if you're interested in one of those, let me know. I mean, we've got available stuff everywhere. And so I'm a blessed to be in this business 56 years. That's how long I've been in business. I'm 70 years old. I started when I was 14. I've never worked for anybody. Never had a, Well, I had a couple of little couple of week jobs when I was under uh, 18 years old. I ran a service station for two weeks. and I took the scaffolding down at Canyon Lake right where the water comes out in the bottom of the dam, we took the scaffolding down there uh, for two weeks. We had to wear snake leggings because there's so many rattlesnakes in there. But we took the scaffolding down when there was no water in Canyon Lake, zero. That was that was a long time ago, but that was pretty cool. That was in 1964. Because we talked to an engineer and said, hey, you know, how long is it going to take to fill this lake up? And he said, ten years. We had this one big rain filled up in one month. Well, engineers missed it. That's all right. So I live out of Canyon Lake. I love it. Uh, and I think about that. those days we were taking that scaffolding down in the hot summer day, sweating and dodging them rattlesnakes. But you know, even with snake leggings on, man, I'm going to tell you, you think about them dudes and you see them moving around. And they were running from us, but we we were more scared of them than they were of us, I guarantee you. So anyway, what are you driving what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it for the next 10 years? What can you afford? What kind of payment? You need to study all your options, know your options, knowing, you know, and get some kind of idea what you're going to do in the next two or three years. And don't sign an eight-year note. You know, how old are you? I, I, sold, I helped a guy get a brand-new car the other day, and he's 85 years old. I don't know how much longer they're going to let him drive. You know, I mean, he got him a brand-new car, and he did say, I thought that last one I bought was going to be the last one. I think this is going to be my last one. You know, I bought a Lincoln from a guy the, here about six months ago that was 91, and the family took it away from him. And so we pull up there to see to get the car, and he's out in his garage working. He's 91 years old. Come to find out, his eyesight's real bad. And so I couldn't. I said, "This guy looks healthy at ninety-one. I hope I'm that good of shape in ninety-one. And you know, come to find out, his eyesight was bad. So how how long are you going to be driving? How much are you going to be? Are you going to move? Are you are you going to go through a divorce? Are you going to have health problems? You know, we don't know what's happening tomorrow. And we sign these big old long notes. Oil field people. I bought a lot of trucks when the oil field went down several years ago. Why? Because they buy these high dollar trucks." Seven, eight, nine hundred dollars a month. They don't care. They're going to keep their job forever, and all of a sudden they're gone. Why not buy something cheap, something in the money, something that's not going to lose five to ten thousand when you drive it off the showroom floor? And you got to struggle to make that payment. You got to worry about it. what about the stress? How much stress on you? Not knowing, you know, you think you're going to keep your job forever. I had a uh, one of good friends of mine, his brother, and. His wife used to get, every other year, they'd get a new vehicle. 30 years he worked for this company. Walked in one day, company sold out, he got fired. He was one one of them that was making too much money, so they hired somebody young, a lot cheaper to come in to work. 
Here, he owed too much money on both vehicles. He was struggling just to get rid of them, lost both of them, lost his credit. They're, you know, they had to buy cheap, just get around cars, put the stress on him. He was, he was so stressful, he had a tough, tough time finding a job, had to take a big cut in pay. Look at the disaster he went through after 30 years with the company. 30 years. You know, if he'd been working for the city, I guess he could have retired. I don't know. Depends on who you're with and what's going on. What kind of job you got? What would your future look like? What did you plan for the future? See, we, we don't think about tomorrow. We don't think about when we pay $50,000 for a high-dollar car. What's it going to be worth in five years? That $50,000, if she don't paint it. Now, if she paints it, it's not going to be worth a whole lot. But if she don't paint it in five years, that car is going to be worth seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000. be $30,000 less in five years. And that's if she don't put too many miles. If she puts a bunch of miles on it, now we're down to eight to $10,000. So look at the future, what you're buying. Study what you think you're going to happen, what you're going to do. How long are you going to keep the car? You need to know what a car is worth. And about the time you're buying a vehicle, look at a car. You're going to keep it five years, put this many miles on it. What's, what's those cars selling for five years out? Look at one that's five years older. If you're looking at a brand new one, look at a car that's five years old with 100,000 miles. Find out what those are worth. You buy a $36,000 car, it'll be worth 6000 no time at all. This is Randy Adams. Give me a call, 830-708-4789. It's 830-708-4789. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. Be sure to go and learn to buy and sell cars.com. Give me feedback if you like it. And tell 20 people I want to buy their vehicle. Tell 20 people to listen to our show and go to our website. God bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.